Hello, I'm Leslie Dudley Corbell, and I'm Diane Doucette Matthews. Welcome to The Mind of a Child. We're so glad you've joined us for today's conversation. So let's settle in, take a deep breath together, and see what we can talk about today. We are going to be talking about tips for starting school, or if you started last week, just some new, fresh ideas. I know personally, I love to hear what other people are doing or suggestions, because I always feel like two minds are better than one, and just to hear other people's ideas gives me new, fresh thoughts. So today, we're going to be talking about creating order, nurturing confidence, and navigating challenging challenges Excuse me, with starting school. One thing that you said about tips, I love uh-huh. tips too. And so mm-hmm. one thing I want to give our listeners also is a little bit of the why. Mm-hmm. So they can kind of understand why are these possibly good things to try to do or to put into my family? Because really, you know your child, That's you right. know your family, and you know uh-huh. your situation. So if, if we just give you tips, yeah. you might say, no, I don't want to do yeah. that. But if yeah. we give you a little bit of the why these are helpful to you and your child, you might want to give it a go. More of a complete picture. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that just jumps to my mind immediately is just order. You know, if you can make your home orderly, and that's going to look different for each person. You know, what's order for me is not order for someone else. But just so that it will flow smoothly mm-hmm. for you to be able to accomplish things. And Leslie and I have come up with quite a few things. And we're going to go three different subjects for order. For yourself, for your child, and for the environment. So first, let's kick off for yourself. How can you yourself just become a more orderly or just... Control, not control. That's that's a bad word, huh, Leslie? What's another word I can say? Prepared. There you go. That's the word. Prepared. Orderly and prepared person. It helps me if I am get prepared the night before mm-hmm. and really think about, okay, what's going to be happening? What are the activities? What are the things that are needed? What are the things that I, I can do and I need to do? And to just be prepared for that the night before. That helps me rest then that night. Oh my goodness. And, and not you, mm. wake up feeling like I'm already a little bit behind. Yes. And I am a night person. I hate to admit that. I always feel so terrible admitting that, but I have to have everything done, you know, the night before, because in the morning... My mind does not think very clear. (laughs) So, I mean, when my kids were young, I had to do everything. I mean, prepare breakfast as as much as I could, set the table, uh, make lunches, pick out the clothes, just walk through the morning in my head. Really, I had to do everything. Mm -hmm. So, are you, you're not a night person. I'm not a night person, but I am, I don't like to be late. And so I will start at the zero hour. Let's say something needs to happen at eight o'clock uh-huh. and I'll start backing it up. Okay, Perfect. so it takes me five minutes to do this, 10 minutes to do this, 15 minutes. And I'll back it up until I know the time that which I need to start the whole ball rolling. Because if mm-hmm. I can start when I know the ball needs to start rolling, yes. then I'll end up in the place that I need to be at the time I was supposed to be there. So that that is my, I like backing things up and being prepared from that moment, whatever and, and, that is. You know, that's just such a good time management exercise. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I wrote down, just thinking through it, don't work against the clock, work with it. Yes. You know, and that's a perfect way to do it, but also use a timer. And no matter how old your children are, you can say, this is what we're going to do next and let them know. And we talk about pictures throughout this whole thing, Mm -hmm. putting up pictures, but use a timer so that they're prepared. And I want to be honest here for a moment. I really have been a very disorganized person in the mornings. 
So I'm not coming at this with any idea of this <laughs> is how I've done it and perfection. Yeah, right. There's the whirlwind, there's the waking up late, there's a getting to school without the things that I needed. But I know these are tips and strategies that I either I learned to practice mm-hmm. or put in place to help me mm-hmm. be a little bit more organized and have the things that I needed when I needed them. So it's not a, it wasn't an inborn or an innate skill yeah, that I no. had. Just tips and strategies, almost crutches or helps to help me. You know what word I'd use? Mine was survival. Okay. I mean, I had to do these things, like even organizing paperwork. Yes. You know, a bulletin board, a file system. I mean, mm-hmm. just the order that you can have in your home and declutter. We'll talk about that in the environment. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't come natural. I don't think it comes natural mm-hmm. for any of us. Mm-hmm. But just to have some kind of order in your life, what do those areas look like for you to think through? Yeah, and a lot of these things are just tips that we've heard along the way. And some you're going to you're going to add one or two or maybe three in your life, but, you know, look at these and see which ones mm-hmm. work for you for sure. One thing that's been important to me is to, you know, ended up being important. A, a helpful tip I had was to set my alarm clock 10 minutes early mm. so that I was ready to go before, <laughs> I mean, ready to wake up and experience the day and be prepared for the day before my child woke up. Yes. So that was help, just even 10 minutes was helpful to me. You want your child to enter your world. You don't want to mm-hmm. enter their world, like them come to the side of the bed. Mommy, wake up. Now, I've definitely done that. Okay, let's be honest here, yeah. Leslie. How many times do you press the snooze button? Oh, I don't press the snooze button. I knew you were going to say that. Doggone <laughs> it. Now, you see, now all my kids are gone. I'm a snooze queen. But before, when the kids were younger, I would set it. I, I Sometimes I'd have to set, like, two alarms, you know, like one across the room. So I would bolt out yeah. of bed and go, okay, here I am, world. Because I'm not a morning person. Okay. But, yeah, it would be... Be best not to do the snooze button. <laughs> well, for me, this is how that works. If my commitment is to get up at 6 a.m., mm-hmm. then I've chosen to make that commitment. Right. For me, that released so much of the burden of having to have a snooze alarm. Yeah. Because it's, it's almost like warnings that we give our children, like old-fashioned, I'll count to three, one, two. two. Well, then mm-hmm. they wait for three because they know they're giving you three. Mm-hmm. So the snooze button is something we do for ourselves. Oh. Okay, you wake up, Diane, or I'm oh. going to count to three. Even now, <laughs> it's like I'll set two alarms, yeah. like one at eight and then one at eight ten. because at eight, I'm like, okay, I have 10 more minutes. So you, Thank you, Lord. Exactly. <laughs> See, you know you don't really have to get up yeah, until yeah, eight ten. Yeah, I know. It's like, oh, I get to curl up and go back so, to sleep for a little bit. So yeah, that's great. Basically, <laughs> the question we can ask ourselves is, when do I want to get up? Mm-hmm. When am I willing to get up? When do I choose to get up? Set the alarm, and that's when you get up. And so you're prepared for your yeah. children. Be a good example, and if you can, try to stay off your phone so yes. that your kids aren't on their screens. So next, let's yeah, go Yeah, let's make to, the most of that time yeah, for sure. Yeah, make the most of the time. So let's go on to your child. Yeah. What's some things with the children? Well, just like we're talking about schedules for us and, and having intention and setting an order to it, helping the children do that as well. So mm-hmm. picture schedules for them, showing them the routines. It really helps to build that independence in them so mm-hmm. that they can follow a routine. And children love it when you take their pictures going through the routine. <laughs> they and really they'll, do. They'll, and they'll learn the routine that way. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a wonderful thing to do. Another thing to think about is if someone else picks them up at school, letting them know who picks them up that day, if it changes on a daily basis. Anything that we can support them, giving them information about their day is going to be very helpful. And, you know, I even put having pictures of walking out of the house and getting into the car. 
Yes. You know, pictures of anything that you're having a little struggle with, that would be very helpful. Leaving for school, pick up from school, afternoons, homework time, bedtime, any routine that will help a child focus better would be very helpful. And then we talked about labeling. Oh, wait, did you want to just say something else? Yes, because I've had some parents tell me, we got to school and my child didn't have their shoes on. Oh, you know, I've done that I, one before so, with the kids. <laughs> and, and so I know it sounds like it's a, a big thing to do or, or maybe even just an unnecessary thing to do, but you could even have a picture of shoes. Oh, definitely. You know, have one picture, shoes, backpack, lunchbox. Mm-hmm. Do you have in checklist. their schedule? That's that's their visual checklist. Mm-hmm. Do you have these things when you get into the car? You might even put the picture in the car. Oh yeah. Everyone check their picture. Uh-huh. Do you have the things on your picture? So as much support that we can give them and survival for yeah. a mom, you know, you you know, you don't want to leave your child at school without those things, but you also yeah. don't want to run back home and have yeah. to pick them up. When you're doing things like that, you're building those skills in them. That's right. To plan to have things, so, and you're supporting that that in them. For them to be responsible and mm-hmm. to be successful. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a win-win. Labeling toys and baskets for them, depending on their age, mm-hmm. so that they know what goes where. And this creates order in their bedrooms, mm-hmm. the living room, the kitchen, anywhere in the home. Right. Dirty clothes. Yes. And you have a picture, again, when children aren't reading, you can have the words to get them interacting with print and used to the print, but add a picture of what it is that goes mm-hmm. in there as well. I strongly suggest minimizing and simplifying. We live in a world with so much. And I know that when my kids were young, I would rotate mm-hmm. toys. And I've heard you said yes. you said the same thing because we have so much. And we know grandparents want to give and give and give, and there's just so much. So if you can reduce the number of toys... Reduce even the number of books that you put out and even clothes choices. Just reduce. I found this wonderful quote from Mother Teresa. It said, the more you have, the more you are occupied, the less you give. But the less you have, the more free you are. And I mean, not only do we want to be free, but we want our our Mm -hmm. children to be free and to be able to think creatively and solve problems. And we're talking about clutter here. So, Okay, so now we're going to move on to number three, which is how the environment helps us create order or how we can create order in our environment as well. Yes, and so a question we can ask ourselves, how can our homes be a place where our families can be refreshed and get the rest that they need? We don't want it so cluttered and have so much stuff around. I found an article in Psychology Today, and it was uh, the title was "Why Mess Causes Stress," but it says clutter bombards our minds with excessive stimuli, visual and tactile, causing our senses to work overtime on stimuli that aren't necessary or important, making it more difficult to relax both physically and mentally. So. What does that call us to do, Leslie? I think to be intentional about mm-hmm. our environment and what we want to place in our environment. And I love the William Morris quote that you found. Right. About have nothing in your house that you do not know to be useful or believe to be beautiful. Calls us to be intentional about that and how we want to arrange our home. And for- declutter. Yeah, like even the kids' bedrooms breakfast area, living room, playrooms, laundry rooms. I mean, every area we can declutter. And I remember early on, my neighbor loved to organize and she helped me. I think I just 
caught the fever. Mm-hmm. And we did it together. Again, total honesty here. I am not very organized with paper. I mean, I would, in my offices when I've been at work, I mean, I would have stacks of paper. And I would know where the paper was that I needed underneath all of those papers. But if anyone were ever to follow me in an office, they would not have any idea where to find things. And so I can say that the experience of clutter and disorganization is very different from my now. I am, I have grown to be more organized. I do know where things are. I have a place for things and that has been very helpful to me. Mm. So I can compare and contrast my two experiences and know, yes, it is very true. If we can be more intentional, even if it's not a skill of yours, if you can develop that skill and work on, you know, choose an area to work on and and then compare and contrast yourself. Was that helpful now yes. to you? Because some of these aren't going to be helpful. Like mm-hmm. we said earlier, these are a lot of tips mm-hmm. and you're not going to be able to do all of these. So just put a few in practice, see if they help. And if not, don't do it. And what has been helpful to me um, or what always was helpful are post-it notes. So even just if I didn't make out the whole schedule or if I didn't make out, you know, the pictures, if I would put a post-it note on the door that mm-hmm. reminded me, triggered a, a reminder, oh, yeah, we need to get this, then that was a very helpful Absolutely. visual as I was walking out the door. Whatever helps, mm-hmm. you know, just to do it, to run the home smoothly. So now... Nurturing confidence. First, we create order in our houses and for our children or support our families. So now how can we talk about nurturing confidence? Because that's another big piece to look at. We always did our good morning. Well, let, let, let me back up just a little bit. To nurture confidence is just surround your child with love and care and let them feel that they are just an important part of the family, that they belong. You know, they're just special and they are. You love them, but let them know it. Give them touch, look them in the eye. First thing in the morning, we would sing quite often. I'm not going to sing it right now, but it's time to rise and shine and give God the glory, glory. And I did sing it. I'm sorry. I apologize for my singing, but we would sing that in the morning, but we would hug and kiss and look them in the eye. Just let them know that they're special Mm -hmm. and today's a special day. Yeah, and those things really do, as you mentioned, build relationship and build Mm -hmm. connection and give children that confidence to step out into the world. And you said it, relationships and connections. So good. So what's another one? So since I wasn't always organized and since I know that hurried moments when we hurry because we're running behind, we don't have what we need. You know, maybe I woke up early or I just didn't have things together in the morning. Think about the amount of eye contact we miss out on. We're so busy getting everything together that we never actually look our children in the eye. That's right. And so I think the tip and strategy I want to bring to Nurturing Confidence is to make sure you have time for that eye contact. Give plenty of connection to your child and be present in that moment with them before you take them off to school. Boy, that's a good one. That may be the very most important tip. And if we send them off to school without that moment of connection, they may have a really challenging day at school or morning at school. So we want to make sure that we have that eye contact and presence with them. We've given them that one-on-one attention in the morning. They may not try to get it all day long with teachers or other children. Yeah. Or I even like to think of in terms of they're seeking attention, I like to rephrase it, they're seeking connection. So right. if we go ahead and give them that connection. Right, first thing. They will have it. Perfect. Yeah. Nurturing confidence, 
maybe a, a good thought. Yes, definitely good thoughts. <laughs> good thoughts. Um, a little devotional. We always had just like two or three words of a children's devotionals and a little prayer. Ask them, is there something you want us to pray for? Or somebody mm-hmm. in your class you want us to pray for? And also, I'll repeat it again, be a good example. Try not mm-hmm. to be on your phone. When we create those traditions, those family traditions, little moments of those goodbyes whenever we drop them off at school, if mm-hmm. there's a little, if there's a family handshake that maybe your children make up with claps and fist bumps and pinky yeah, whatever or whatever they come up with, those little moments are so special to them and, and really also nurture confidence in them. It's really fun whenever they are authentic mm-hmm. and you're following the child's lead. I know when Hans was little, even our bedtime family traditions came out of a response. It might be, I love you, I love you more, I love you more. Yeah. You know, and we would just keep conjugating you know, that adverb or that yeah. until we just ran out of options. So that, that was a real authentic moment yes. that and became kids, yeah. a nightly thing. So follow your child's lead and yes. create some wonderful family goodbye when you drop them off mm. at school. And that, They love playful, yeah. fun, we're connecting. Yeah, that's, that's so sweet. Pictures of the family, put them in school. Yes. I mean, I'm sure your child care, would, they would let you do that. I don't know where they would yeah. want you to put it, but you could ask them yeah, and where I've, to put it. Lots of programs will have a friends and family board where mm-hmm. they hang their pictures of the children and their families at eye level. I've been into some classrooms before where they have the children keep their pictures in their cubby, but they're free to get them whenever they want. And I've seen children carrying those little pictures to their breakfast time, to their center time, even using them in the block center as little figures, or even at nap time. I was thinking that. Some children would get them at nap time. time. You know, it just builds confidence. Yeah. That's what they need because they've been at home with their mom and their dad or whoever's taking care of them for a while. Yeah. You know, so especially when they first go off to school. When? The remember. Yes. Yes. Want that shift, that shift of saying, I'm going to miss you today. Mm -mm. Think about, I'm going to remember you today. And you've already mentioned praying for others. You know, how can I pray for you today? Let's talk about that remember, because Mm -hmm. I think what that says, it's a little word, but it's such a big change because you're talking Mm -hmm. about a connection and not a separation. Yes. You know, you're saying, I'm going to remember you. If you say, I'm going to miss you, that's a separation. One thing I was thinking about too is setting our minds on things above. Mm -hmm. On the way to school, start talking about, you know, what are you thankful for today? We're thankful that we're a family. We're thankful Mm -hmm. that we have the opportunity to go play with our friends today. In your heart, being grateful, playing scripture or fun music, getting their little spirits uplifted, Mm -hmm. you know, being prepared for the day. And it helps build gratitude, which kind of becomes an attitude then that we take into school with us or take us through our day. And again, our brain experiences dopamine. It helps us shift our perception. Maybe when things don't go well during the day in a moment, we come at it from a different attitude. Well, there are so many things that are going well. My heart is full of gratitude for Uh It helps me shift my perception and tolerate maybe some things that didn't go quite the way I'd hoped. Yeah, and you have a full heart. It's almost like a bank account, you know? Your your bank account's full. And that's what I think in the morning as parents, that's what we can do. Fill their bank account with love. And here's a good verse, Psalm 86, 12. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, with all my heart and will glorify your name forever. Let's give thanks to the Holy One.
So today we've talked about creating order in your home, and we've talked about nurturing confidence in your children. And these are all tips and strategies for starting school. We're gonna go on to navigating challenges in our next episode. So we want you this week to think about these first two pieces, how we create order, how we nurture confidence, and really see how that is for you and your family. Put some of these tips and strategies in place and then join us in two weeks to talk about navigating challenges. Thank you, Leslie. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you that you are God of order and you build our confidence that uh, who we are in you. And so teach us this week to pass that on to our children. And thank you for this time. And it's in your name we pray, amen. Thanks for listening. Check out our Instagram at themindofachildpod or you can email us at themindofachildpodcast at gmail.com.